This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Uh, hi, welcome to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Ryan Seiskel, and um, so the parents are away, uh, which is kind of weird to think of my co-hosts Eric and Joe as parents. It, I'm adopted. Anyways, <laughs> uh, while they're out and about, uh, they gave me free reign of this episode of the Video Junkyard. Ha! The fools. Because like any other... Uh, irresponsible 30-year-old living with his parents. I've invited my friends of equal or lesser age uh, and with me as always on another podcast that we haven't done in a long time is David Andrews. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm still here. I, I just got taken off the shelf for the first time in probably a couple months. Don't, don't, can't figure out for the life of me why we would ever do that. I I am seriously the least of these when it comes to the hosts of all the well, yards. The good news is we have a third guest star. Uh, star is kind of a loose term. Third guest. We have a guest, and this is his first time on the Video Junkyard podcast. Uh, another friend of mine named David, David Stafford. Welcome, my friend. Hello. Yes, this is my first time. Please be gentle. Um, Never. I'm excited it's going to be, be here. rough, awkward, and we're going to ask you not to tell your parents. I did sign the waiver. That's fair. First of all, daddy and daddy are gone. Daddy's, daddy's <laughs> gone now. <laughs> um, um, but the infrared cameras are still going. Um, that's fucking awful. Anyways. You know, that actually uh, reminds... Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Never mind. Now you started it. No, I was going to say, it reminds me of uh, my last job when uh, the manager would literally go home and watch the cameras. Oh, no. With a, I like to imagine with a pint of Ben & Jerry. <laughs> it's just <laughs> <like> <laughs> Yeah, it's... I mean, what, what do you do with that kind of dedication? The fact... Well, the fact that he told, tells his employees, I go home and I watch these. And it's like, really? You don't have, like, YouTube well, account or anything? Yeah, I'd be like, bro, I can give you my Netflix password. It's okay. Well, because... You want my OnlyFans? <laughs> I can give you a promotional code that lasts for the first video. Yeah, you can get a whole... I, get a whole... I don't actually know what's on OnlyFans. Soon, the video junkyard, the way we're going. We're, we're going to be everywhere. We're expanding, man. We're going across every board. And you can't stop us. We're like the um, charcuterie board of... We're a little bit of meat. A little, little bit of cheese. And a cookie. Um, <laughs> audience, if you're lost, you're not alone. And now we take a quick break to let you know about some other excellent podcasts that you should check out. 
I'm Juliet. And I'm Nathan. Experience Doctor Who from the very beginning through a classic fan's eyes. And through the eyes of a new Who fan. Reminisce and relive those classic moments with Nathan as he offers fun insight. Or experience them for the first time with Juliet as she dwells on social issues, history, fashion, and the size of a flashlight. We're the Time Streams Podcast. Find us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. I would like to invite you to take a trip across all of time and space. Join us in the police box as we discuss the worlds of Doctor Who in a completely random order. We discuss it all. TV stories, audio adventures, novels, nonfiction books, and on and on. I'm your host, Eric Branson. I would be very happy if you'd join me for the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a proud partner of the Video Junkyard podcast and can be found on most major podcast platforms including SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. Video Junkyard podcast. I mean, this, this is a little bit extra than normal. And, and um, speaking so- of... <laughs> things that kids eat kids also play video games don't don't they ryan and david <laughs> oh they sure do do the I, kids still play the mario i, feel I like have heard of the mario that's yeah. got the pikachu guy in it damn close enough so this uh episode of the video junkyard podcast as you should already know because you clicked on it and um is the super mario brothers but not just any super mario brothers it is the very special cut of super mario brothers where are we i got a feeling we're not in brooklyn no more They're brothers. They're plumbers. Oh no! Luigi! They're on the trail of a kidnapped princess and a mystical meteorite. It's incredible! That gives anyone who possesses it the power to rule the universe. Get me the rock! They must rescue the princess. Luigi! Alien species escaping. And make it safely back. Later, alligator. To our world. Are you alright? Before time runs out. Mario Brothers. This ain't no game. Okay, so it's... first problem. There's two Davids. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to make it very difficult on a podcast where there's two Davids. That being said, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not, that's for you guys to write out and figure out. No, so Andrews. David Andrews. Um... You you actually you're the one who actually suggested that we watch this. Well, well yeah, well, this is a special cut, so well, it's not a special cut per se, as it is just one really dedicated fan finding all the old footage and splicing it back together. Right. 
Um, it's more of like an underground sort of thing, I guess. I don't know. I don't. Right. I'm not really part of the fan edit community, but this one caught my eye. I think it was in a couple of the more new, nerdier like news hosting sites, you know, like your IGNs yeah. and stuff. Um, and Are we... I'm stalling because for the life of me, I actually can't remember the name of the cut. Well, that's why uh, I passed the... it to you because I couldn't remember it either. Oh, Jankel Morton cut. Yeah, that sounds right. The, yeah. Thank you. See, this is why we brought you along. You gotta <laughs> fill in the gap. I knew I'd serve one purpose eventually. Yeah. Uh, menage and trois rules apply. If there's a gap, you fill it. <laughs> God, I don't know why it's getting so sexual. Um, Wait, is that an actual rule of menage and What? <laughs> it is now. Oh. <laughs> it is in the Midwest. I guess we are oh. learning a lot about OnlyFans today. <laughs> that's why we brought the cheese board <laughs> charcuterie uh, charcuterie because <laughs> it doesn't mean term. it has to be a sexual fill in of the void it could just be like that's some good prosciutto oh yeah we're just going full Is that greek. wisconsin mozzarella <laughs> full greek speaking of dystopia greek word and jesus <laughs> smooth <laughs> i like it yeah speaking of yeah speaking okay. of getting back on track oh my god are you kidding me <laughs> what you you grabbed the wheel and then you just stared outward <laughs> into the fucking street <laughs> Inaccurate. I, I got this <laughs> thank you citizen <laughs> what would we do without you Oh goodness! <laughs> Don't expect professionalism in this episode, because guess what? This was not an official uh, cut of the film. This yeah, this is the Andrew Stafford cut of the Video <laughs> Game Contest. The, yeah, the special edition. Despite the actual um, movie having the director's name, the dual director's names on it, they had nothing to do with this cut. People found the footage that was uh, originally deleted, and they just kind of threw it in here. Um, and as you watch this cut, it's actually quite fucking obvious uh, what was uh, added because there was no real cleanup. You can still see like the the numbers on the bottom. Uh, it's quite fuzzy, and it's like, oh, okay. You'd never mistake it for the actual film. I made it very easy to yeah. tell what was added. <laughs> so in a way, it was, I was, it was actually kind of nice. Yeah, I was kind of worried going into this because this is this is a this is a kids favorite i think to all three of us uh a child like from our childhood we loved it and i was i haven't seen it in a while i was like oh my god how am i gonna know the difference uh mm -hmm. that was quickly like handled right away <laughs> in the first uh, few yeah. minutes uh i was gonna say my correction though i actually didn't watch this as a child first time i watched it i was in my 20s we're counting you're you're in your 30s now you're practically <laughs> you were uh, a kid then you were a kid then <laughs> you, you were, were a, baby. a child don't sue. You, if you were only twenty, that's part of your childhood. Yeah, if you couldn't drink alcohol yet. <laughs> I, exactly. I could definitely. I mean, if you haven't drank alcohol yet, couldn't have are two different things. Um. So okay. So with that, I, I do have to ask, as is with uh, junkyard tradition, what is uh your guys's earliest memory of this, or do you have like your fondness for this movie? Uh, I'm actually gonna let Stafford go because he is the guest, and because you just fucking told me you saw it when you were 20. So, <laughs> so the first time I was like cognizant and aware of watching the movie, like understanding what it was, 
I think I was like 13, but like my earliest memory seeing it as like remembering the movie, like <laughs> it was just something that was there, like it, it was there basically from the time I was forming memories and I must have seen it early because it was something I was always familiar with. So I kind of rediscovered it around 13 and I'm like, oh wait, this thing I'd seen so many times was about Mario? I was just like too young to understand it. And I'm like, ah, this this movie's actually pretty pretty dope. I like it. And it's it's been a favorite of mine ever since. Sounds very familiar actually. How about you, <laughs> Andrews? What led you to seeing this movie? I bought it for really cheap. <laughs> that's, that's the honest to god answer. I just saw it. I don't that's remember if it was, I don't remember if it was in a second. Was it movie story. gallery going out of business? No, this is way later, David. This is like Mojo's oh. and or maybe oh. even like the Walmart five dollar bin. I have no idea where I got my copy, but I I, I, like... I had previously yeah. finally watched movies like the Mortal Kombat films and uh, Street Fighter, and I was just trying to get all of those movies crossed off my bucket list. Good movies. I remember them all from childhood era. I mean, this is definitely one of those movies uh, from the 90s with video game adaptations that is like, if you're a 90s kid, especially, mm-hmm. this was... It hits that nostalgia bone. Well, it was foundational to your fucking like, early development, I think. Because mm-hmm. this movie... I, I, it's one of those films where I'm like, I like Mario, and I guess there was a movie made of this. Uh, I want to see it. I had to be on <laughs> four, because this movie came out, uh, actually, in, in 93, so yeah, around that time. Um, but I didn't see it in theaters. It was definitely so, something I saw, um, on, uh, VHS rental. Uh, never owned this movie, ever, and it was, always, it was definitely a rental situation, or if you ever catch, caught it on the TV. But when I was a kid, right away, I was very much confused on, like, this is Mario? <laughs> like, I <laughs> guess it is. But I was I was very much used to that with a lot of, like, adaptation movies at this time where they took some, like, loose license in. Uh, very quickly, let me just give a very, very brief synopsis of this if you haven't, if you don't know this movie already. Uh, this is uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. It was made in 1993, and it was uh, dual-directed by a husband-wife team, uh, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jenkel? Jenkel, I think. Uh, Jenkel, thank you. It's a story that follows the Mario Brothers. <laughs> Mario Mario, played by uh, Bob Hoskins, and uh, Luigi Mario, played by... John, someone hit, someone save me here. Leguizamo. Thank you. I'm never going to get that right, so we're just going to go with that. It's going to be <laughs> Luigi for the rest of the movie. I have no shame. Uh, and in their quest to rescue Princess Daisy, played by Samantha uh, Mattis, from the Disotopic, sorry, parallel universe ruled by the ruthless President Koopa, played by Dennis Hopper. Um, that's more or less correct. <laughs> um... Like I said, this movie is very loosely adapted from the actual Mario franchise. And as we go on further in this story uh, and talk about it, if you haven't seen it already, um, then that becomes more and more obvious. So, <laughs> I mean, what do you guys? What were your guys' thoughts on on the story and such? Like going starting off with that. Uh, well, let's see. 
I, uh, <laughs> first of all, I, I'm pretty sure I butchered that name as well, so I'm just going to call him John Luigi Zamo because that's <laughs> easier to remember. Um, uh, the movie, I, I remember knowing Mario games as some of my earliest memories, like, the, 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 I playing video games from like the first, the time I could form memories and some of those earliest video games were Mario. And so that was just something I was innately familiar with growing up. And so when I saw this movie, my child brain could not make the jump to wait, that Mario is this Mario, but how? Where's the giant <laughs> green turtle? And where's the princess and the lava? And like, and it took me a long time to understand that. But <laughs> um, looking at it now, like, I think it compares side by side with other similar film adaptations of the era. They honestly did pretty well trying to make it something based on a video game but also its own thing though at times they probably tried too hard like switching mario and luigi's colors like look what we did it's different right <laughs> uh but um yeah i i'd i'd say adaptation wise considering the era and i'm probably gonna give it some bias for nostalgia but i'm gonna say this adaptation wise gets an 8.5 okay he's great and early folks yeah yeah um, <laughs> i wasn't really sure how to add that that's this is my first podcast i'm winging it we're holding your hand um we're just not paying attention to what you walk into when we <laughs> hold your hand um yeah i would say definitely uh as weird as weird as this uh even without the fucking video game connection this movie's pretty fucking weird uh and um and you know I mean, right away it starts with babies hatching from eggs yes. uh, in a nunnery. So, uh, what about you, Andrews? Do you have any commentary on the story at all? Um, I think if it wasn't directly tied to Mario Brothers, it'd be a cult classic. <laughs> I, I could agree. could be the flaw holding it back, yeah. Yeah, you're think, absolutely think, right. But I won't lie, some of the, the fun things about this is like their weird kind of subversion of mario stuff because they actually do have like they're loose but they're kind of on point like the bomb for example is pretty on point mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um that might be the only thing that's fucking on point but the fact that the things are there it's just like after watching loki series i'm like oh we're seeing a variant of the of the mario universe <laughs> that's what this is right we're so it is true we're we're way more conditioned in the modern era and as mild comic book readers to ex accept alternate visions of people's work mm -hmm. right it's kind of fun actually it's kind of refreshing in a weird way um but at the time when you didn't have a fucking mario movie um that was mario it i can i know there was a lot of people who were fucking frustrated by this like this movie <laughs> got a lot of hate but this mm -hmm. movie also has a like a massive cult following as well. Like it is, there's a reason that this current version that we watched existed because there's a large fan base who really felt the passion to piece this together. Or at the very least, the dedicated, very dedicated. But like I can see this is this is not a bad movie. Well, it is, it is. It's it's not. But it's 
it's not an unwatchable movie. But it's a fun movie. It's like <laughs> so of its time. Um, and that's both. Its... I might get. I might get some hate oh. for this. Lay on the hate. Lay on the hate, man. So, yeah, you're not wrong in saying it's bad, but it's bad in the same way that like Rocky Horror Picture Show is bad. Oh, for yeah. sure, it loops around on itself. Yeah, and for that, like, I, it's so great. It's bad, but it's great. You know, there's a we're gonna, and I think that's what we're gonna go through. Like, so the story in itself, like, has it's a weird fucking ride. But um, as we go through this uh, review, we're gonna actually talk about I think a lot of the things that kind of make this movie so fun, even more so as an adult. Um, and that is, uh, let, let's start with the characters and the performances. Um, yeah. right away, let's talk about Mario and Luigi played by, uh, Bob and John. Uh, what are your guys' f- thoughts and feelings on those guys? How about you go, Andrews? Uh, so Bob Hoskins is a professional. Yeah. Cause he just fucking acts his ass off this movie and it shows because, uh, and, and no disrespect to John Luigi Mario, but um, <laughs> his acting isn't there, really. <laughs> Not, no. it was, this is one of his first few roles, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like, it's like his breakout role. I think he might have had a couple. And then he goes on to do Carlito's Way in the same year. I feel like it's one of those things where like every year the bar for acting gets a little bit higher and this was like something you could only get away with in the late 80s early 90s like yeah you're a professional actor yeah okay okay yeah 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 go ahead continue it's um <laughs> it, not it's not as bad as many older things but uh, it was definitely it speaks to an era like this this was passable for a mainstream film well um the mark go ahead uh, no, I was just gonna say some of the dialogue is straight up dreadful, though, and that's across <laughs> and that's across the board. That's not just John Leguizamo. That's more of a script writing thing, but his delivery can sometimes be very like, "Oh shit, uh, time to read my line." Yes, Mario, <laughs> we will plumb okay. the plumbing. I have actually some trivia points that uh, I think segue perfectly uh, from what you just brought up. Uh, for one, the production on this was fucking god awful, and like a majority of the actors, especially the 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 big heads on here, uh, just point how how this is probably one of their worst roles that they were ever in, and the worst just the worst production they've ever been in. <laughs> uh, Bob, uh, Dennis, and John, uh, th- those are the big ones that really voiced it. Mainly, mainly Bob and and Dennis. Um, really voiced how much they they just the directors were a nightmare and the screenwriting was constantly being changed up up till the point where they were actually shooting so <laughs> some of the dialogue and the and the um motivation to do it uh wasn't really quite there actually and here's another trivia <laughs> point trivia too both bob and john were getting drunk on set in fact, they would be drinking between scenes. Oh, Jesus. Like, right up until they shot. So I, they were actually... I think I that literally that. explains everything. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they they were legit drunk when we were watching them perform. I feel um, like the movie makes so much more sense now. 
there is one bit of trivia that I read. I don't know how true this is, but also they said that they also drank because they thought it gave them more uh, authentic Italian accents. <laughs> so I feel like there's something wrong there. Well, but I mean, regardless, they were drinking on set, so they just weren't having a good time. So fucking oops I, of true. Oops um, of true. Chalk that up to method acting, I guess. At least they weren't doing meth while they were acting. <laughs> so. And I do have another final thought that we didn't bring up is like there's a lot of like hate towards plumbers in this dimension. Oh my goodness, they have plumber Where, alerts. They have plumber alerts, <laughs> which I like. They have like fugitive plumber posters where it says alien plumbers, but plumbers is in quotations. Not aliens. Which not aliens, but plumbers. The, the Stafford pointed this out in the thing. It's like. Uh, there, yeah, aliens is not the problem, but we have another word for plumbers. But plumbers is the derogatory <laughs> term of choice here, um, which led to this whole thing where we just started riffing about like what other invaders do they have, which um, maybe we we'll release that audio at some point as a little bonus feature. Hmm. Or maybe I'll just do it now. Okay, here's here's the audio clip from uh, that night that we watched the movie. But they said the plumbers took it, and he's like, plumbers? And she's like, I'm going to put out the plumber alert. Which implies that they have an, an alert system for a case plumbers accidentally fall into their kingdom. Yep. Which apparently means it's a constant fucking problem. <laughs> or maybe they just have a well-built network for like, hey, we've got carpenter alerts, plumber alerts, televangelist alerts. Like, they're just prepared. <laughs> We, you won't believe how many fucking Jehovah Witnesses we get. <laughs> oh my god. How do they constantly find us? Always knocking at our dimension door asking us if we've heard the good news. That, that's Plus actually... Five. That's where Plus we get five. the Goombas. That's what we do. We actually have a large population of Jehovah Witnesses. And like David said, they're all the Goombas. Yes. All the Goombas are actually Jehovah Witnesses. Mm -hmm. It's actually what we do to Jehovah Witnesses. Yes. We are quite prejudiced here in the <laughs> fucking kingdom. If you haven't noticed, I, King Koopa, am a fucking tyrant. <laughs> and I think it's okay for me to be a little bit, you know, I think you're all monkeys. <laughs> yeah, about Just that. big Frieza energy. <laughs> Just big. King Koopa here has the big Frieza fucking energy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, looking for that team up. Uh, so moving forward, uh, let's uh, talk about our female lead, uh, Princess Daisy, played by Samantha uh, Mattis, uh, who, uh, in this version, is, I like, this is well before the games, they established the idea that Luigi and Daisy have a uh, romantic possibility. Actually, it's very much romantic here love interest style uh but in the games way later on is there somewhat of a hint because you know mario gets peach but i mean i have to say this about her character this daisy starts off in the movie uh she's an in an egg she is taken to a catholic orf orphanage uh and she hatches out of the egg as a baby of course uh and then it cuts time jumps forward and then we find out that she is a paleontologist who digs exclusively in Brooklyn for fossils, <laughs> um, which is a which is a very interesting fucking place for a paleontologist to fucking dig up fossils. Uh, and they actually find some. 
But there's like a lineage thing with her actually being a dinosaur as you find out because that's what this whole dimension in the Mushroom Kingdom is about is like they're an offshoot of dinosaurs uh, who got when the meteor hit they get thrown into this different dimension they evolve to the point of becoming humanoids multiple different species all converge to the same human evolution all converge it's like um i so (laughs) with that being said i have to say that daisy the whole fact that she grows up in a catholic orphanage to become a paleontologist is a story in itself right there outside of the whole you're a dinosaur thing (laughs) like there is like a crisis of faith happened in between there to make a person go like i grew up around nuns i am a catholic right these days stacy would have gotten a disney plus show (laughs) yeah uh Mm -hmm. there would have been a whole deep arc there um but i mean come to think about mario is also depicted i think as a catholic in this movie because he has a cross on his neck he's at the very least religious yeah, he's at the very least religious. So I think this whole dino dimension thing opens up a door to a crisis of faith with this movie <laughs> in a lot of different ways. Um, I don't know, what, but you, what did you guys actually think about uh, Princess Daisy? I forgot about her. Oh, it's forgettable. It's the khakis, isn't it? She she was mostly just used briefly as a plot device to keep things moving forward. Um, Sadly true, yeah. I, she, she was a very kind of one-dimensional character there to just kind of reflect off of them i don't think she ever passes that one test not that that test is definitive but no but it's not but she definitely didn't anywhere close um i mean i would definitely kind of i honestly think that thing you touched on earlier about like the relationship between daisy and luigi instead of mario like the games had always done mario and i think they were like hey let's this is another opportunity to subvert the games and because the movie was such kind of a flop especially in the 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 theater release i think they were like oh well that was definitely the bad call we'll put it back to mario like i think that i I don't think japanese nintendo gave a single fuck what happened to this okay you're very very right there now that's the time they did it besides the fact oh it flopped nobody's ever going to use our ip again (laughs) that was about it surprised am i well i mean yeah (laughs) let's i I do want to talk about the big head of this one uh dennis hopper as as president koomba or king koopa koopa um he's no he's a competent donald trump isn't he he's no Mm -hmm. raw julia he's no what he's no raw julia Okay, Street Fighter the movie, yeah. and Bison. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, you're like... Right. Or, uh, in my case, though, not as many people agree popularly, uh, Double Dragon, the villain in that movie, which was, like, Robert Patrick, I think? The Terminator? Oh, yeah. Like, those are two um, examples of amazing ham acting, and Dennis Hopper almost is too serious. <laughs> like... He has a couple of really good moments, but the rest of his dialogue is super flat, and I I felt like it could have been better, and I feel like out of all the casting, he would be the one that I would have replaced immediately with somebody else. I 
full-heartedly disagree with you, Ugh. but I'll let Stafford speak before I get into that. Stafford, what do you think about Dennis Hopper as Koopa? Um, I think I, I, I get a completely different perspective. If Looking through his role as, like, the, the main directive was emulate Trump in the best and worst way possible. Well, we don't, like, oh, we don't wow. know I think that in the most accurate. Oh, the, the, yeah. I, the, the writers, someone said something about that. Uh, don't, I'm not going to try and search it up right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, someone who worked on it, <laughs> I hate just saying I mean, I wouldn't be they, surprised. They did say the character was based off of Trump. At this time, like, who wasn't? Like, Biff from Back to the Future. Like, right. In Back to the Future 2 was definitely based off of Trump. And mm-hmm. Trump was definitely a fucking thing. Yeah. Like, but with Koopa here, down to his hair, yeah, his, no, his like, germophobia. Mm-hmm. Just looking at the whole thing through the lens of him trying to be Trump, it really makes sense. Like, actually, wow. Like, it may seem a little disconcerting with the movie going for a more... Um, gaggy character like some of the other films did but he's more serious but like he really emulates that trump atmosphere even even uh his goons iggy and spike are very much don and eric don jr very much don and eric jr (laughs) 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 yep um but i mean i i i actually really I, Dennis Hopper hated this role. It's his number one hated role that he's ever done. He he has on record saying. Um, that being said, I I actually enjoy a lot of him in here. Like he is he is very cringy in points, but he's supposed to be. But there's just some gold moments that he just that just comes out. Like when he turns that one guy into a chimp with his de-evolution gun and just mm-hmm. points and says, "Monkey," and it's just <laughs> like I don't know why floors me mm-hmm. or um this weird reoccurring like joke where he orders a pizza wait on pizza here may i help you king koopa here oh yes sir i'd like the koopa special pterodactyl tail on that yes dino lizard hold the mammal no worms and uh spicy oh yeah and then like Later on, he, just, he he orders a pizza, and they carry on. And then later on, he ca- it's like, ah, we caught Mario and Luigi. And he goes on this comp. Muster the Goombas. End up the de-evolution guns. Prepare for destiny. Where's my pizza? Um, His pizza shows up. The pizza guy just drives past and throws his pizza right on the sludge that was once Koopa. <laughs> So I don't know. There's there's some that fun is parts really in it. one of the cuts I think should have been included. Right, but as as Dennis Hopper as Koopa, I mean, it'd be interesting to see who else could have played the role given the atmosphere that it was. But I mean, I I will say I really like I really like the courtroom scene, and there was this one line. I forget which one it was, but he said something about. Like, oh, yeah, he's really mean and nasty, and then, ah, fuck it, never mind. Oh, you're talking about when when Mario and Luigi get arrested and processed, and they meet their quote-unquote lawyer, who is actually Koopa, um, and they don't know that yet, and he refers to himself as, like, uh, a real son of a bitch, a real nasty guy, and then he fucks with them right he tries to gouge out mario's eyes talk about your legal counsel trying to fucking attack you that's hmm. that's interesting um is that the scene you're referring to yeah 
That was probably my favorite scene with him. We do. Well, we should talk um, about Spike and Izzy for at least a minute. Yeah. So the Koopa Kids is re- they're they're in this movie, but they're reduced to two uh, idiots, uh, Spike and Iggy. What do you want to? You brought them up, so you can. Oh, they were just my favorite parts of the movie. They... That gave me straight <laughs> up wet bandit vibes. Well, not as good, obviously, me. but <laughs> yeah. I'm quite sure I didn't understand you. I heard Wet Bandit vibes. Yeah, from wet Home Alone, the Wet Bandits, yeah. or the from Sticky the Bandits, depending on which the movie. The Sticky Bandits. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, um, I'm sorry, I, I I, associated Lost in New York with Super Mario Brothers. I just no, I remember making mentally the same comparison when we were watching it. Like, they get you these did. guys from the same Goon Factory. The same goon factor. Yeah, yeah, something in the 90s. If you want, like, two stupid goons, a short guy and a tall guy. It's like, kind of like was they just, took the, It was in business in they, the 90s. They took the, the like, general Three Stooges kind of slapsticky thing and just boiled it down to two guys and, like, hey, this works, and we can kind of insert this into any any of these movies, and it, it works well. <laughs> yeah, and they they get the chance to be subverted into semi-good guys oh yeah uh well and koopa turns them smart and that's my one of my favorite parts is when they become evolved so they get intelligence i like everybody else (laughs) who is getting drunk during this movie i feel like they were the two that knew exactly what kind of movie they were in and just went for it (laughs) that's true uh so they deserve that so let's move on to like the world building like we said this this world is not the mushroom kingdom far from it but it is its own unique take on things. In fact, when we watched this, we watched this all three as a group uh, the night before we started doing this, uh, and David Andrews uh, put it best um, in referring to the city as Baby's First Blade Runner. Because this <laughs> world is very much a cyberpunk dystopian um, uh, kind of landscape. I mean, you got spikes and leather daddies all over the fucking place. Mounted flamethrowers and machine guns on the police cars. Like, P- <laughs> the fucking... Um, you have shitty cops, uh, coupons... Coupons for everything. Koopa pawns, yeah. Uh, and you even have a foul-mouthed mugger granny with a taser gun. Who, if they can film it today, please get Betty White for that, please. I mean, they should have gotten Betty White. She was there. <laughs> um, but, you know, Andrews... You pointed out how this whole cyberpunk dystopian thing is a very, fairly common 90s video game film trope. Well, by common, we mean it was done twice. We've noticed it at least twice. Yes. So, therefore... We actually did that episode about a year ago. Uh, the three of us, you, me, and Eric. Uh, the Double Dragon was very much dystopian. But, I mean, in my mind, I think it's all over. But I wanted to say, you, it's funny that you made that reference towards, like, it's being it's baby's first Blade Runner. Because when I saw this, this was my first exposure to that kind of aesthetic, was this movie when I was a kid. Do you think it has a deep-seated influence? Well, I actually had the same uh, art director. <laughs> so the art director um, on Blade Runner was also, also did this movie. That makes so much fucking sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they all had to do it in a... It was in a concrete facility, like a so. 
like a quarry and uh, some kind of building. Um, so they were really trying to show off like what you could do with like conc- concrete structures. I mean, the production design is straight up the single-handed best part of the movie. Yeah, it is far from Mario World, but it's like, why is this not a level in Mario World? It's far, it's far better than it has any right being. It agreed. Um, it's, it's very fucking fun, and one little weird element to it is the fact that there's this fungus everywhere um and i would argue that the fungus looks a lot like what would happen if you would let uh ed gein uh decorate your um dystopian cyberpunk city it's it's very it's just like just stretched out like pale yellowish colored uh sheets of what is of just this weird it's it fungal whatever it feels kind of fungusy i don't know what did you guys think about that fleshy webs fleshy webs that's what it looks like throughout most of the film besides like spoiler daisy's dad who's like a giant gross gross thing oh you mean the scrotum king yes <laughs> It yeah, looked... you find out later in the movie that the fungus is actually what happened when the king of uh, the Mushroom Kingdom was de-evolved. And apparently he was at one point a, a mushroom or a fungus, but he just turns into like this weird dangling scrotum from the ceiling that just retracts himself into his little anthill. Um, what were you going to say, Safragan? Sorry. That, that, uh, the, the fungus that grows everywhere, it looks like the sort of thing... Like this, these were the last movies to get away with that sort of set design, where like now it's only suitable for haunted house attractions and like the 4D experience, Six Flags. Like, oh yeah, yeah, that's um, that's pretty good. Like, not not that I'd put it in a, a, a big budget film, but it looks pretty good. It's it was very very strange looking all over the place, like. Like someone tried to saran wrap and TP and silly string the set <laughs> all at once. It's like when somebody gets like a little bit crazy with that Halloween weapon yeah. all over their fucking house. Yeah. yeah. So one, one uh, there's some aspects of talking about. Um, I like to talk about the technology at one point, but first beforehand, I uh, the citizens of the city uh, filled out in this uh dystopian dystopia is um they're kind of interesting characters like we've mentioned the the grandma that likes to mug and tase um and they definitely get the the indication that like under king koopa like everything's just shit shit. but there is a character i think who best represents the underground uh and that is big bertha played by uh francesca b P, uh, Roberts, I loved Big Bertha so fucking much, and I wanted to give her some credit. She doesn't get a lot of time, but she is a fucking domin like mm-hmm. I was gonna say dominatrix, but that's pretty accurate given her fucking her red spike leather. leather. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, she only gets a few minutes of screen time, like two moments. But she does uh, but not I, waste those minutes. And you do not forget her. Mm-hmm. I never forgot and her. That's what I, I was gonna just t- touch on that, like. While my memories of the movie were hazy when I was a child, I always remembered Big Bertha. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, and... but if that's, like, one of the weirdly most progressive 
things. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in an yeah. early movie in a long time. Like, just a, a big, beautiful black lady who's completely in control of the situation at all times. And then, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's good mm-hmm. shit. And, and she gets a... Uh... She gets some smooches from Bob Hoskins' Mario Mario. She, uh, she takes the smooches from Bob Hoskins. She takes. <laughs> he, he, she was wearing the shoes in that one. She absolutely uh, All was. of the ones. But she, uh, that whole dance scene between them in that nightclub. First off, the nightclub really kind of establishes, like, the kind of nightlife that this city has. And, like, how much, like, she enjoys it. And she is pretty much the queen of mm. this kingdom mm-hmm. why koopa's on top she she's the one that's actually in control of down down in these um these slums uh and like that whole dance scene was provocative i will say, say i actually felt way. bad for her that like mario couldn't stay engaged enough long enough for the dance to say hey like i gave you a dance now can i have the necklace instead he's just focused on stealing it and as soon as he has it getting away like Bro, just finish the dance with her. Like, be a gentleman. Oh, yeah. Finish the dance. What's wrong? She deserves it. Yeah, she yeah. does. And the fact that she I didn't let that bother her and let a revolution for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Very true. She was fucking great. She was a, she was, she was a great fucking character. She accepted yeah. Mario uh, despite his obvious flaws. That fucker. And Roberts, Roberts, as an actress, did a very fucking good job. Yes, she did. Uh, creating that air... I in my head canon, um, Mario gives up his his. They, Mario actually does have a love interest in this movie. Uh, by the way, guys, I didn't say this. It's Pauline. Oh, like, is they it call Pauline? Her, uh, Pauline. Yeah, they, they call her Daniela, but her it's Daniela pa- Pauline. Uh, so on and so forth. So, it's Pauline. Wow. So, um, so there is a world. There is one more world thing uh, that I want to talk about with this, um, and it's a big one, and it kind of makes up like a good chunk of like what makes this movie uh, cyberpunk. Uh, is the advanced science? Oh kinda? yeah, I was waiting to get to this. Yeah. So first and foremost, this dimension is aware of other dimensions. Like they are aware of the other dimension ahead of them. Like yeah, you guys aren't aware of us, so that's like oh, point in like they're advanced. But in the same degree, they also have a lack of water and have this weird waxy mud shit <laughs> that they fucking bathe in and wash their hands in. It's um, it's pretty much the equivalent of going to Wisconsin Dells and like paying money to have like your hand mold made from wax. And it's just like, but that's just their cleanliness, I suppose. I don't know. So what, yeah. what other things did you want to bring up stuff again? Uh, my favorite thing was something I didn't realize, like, even though I've seen this movie many times, but I didn't realize it till last night was since this is the alternate dimension where dinosaurs evolved and didn't just go extinct and turn into oil like they did in our world, they don't have an extinction event that led to a bunch of creatures turning into oil. So all of their cars are actually electric powered and like, I had noticed that before, like they're all electric, but never thought about the why. And as soon as we did, it was so obvious. Oh, yeah. And they, they, they never make a big deal out of it, but they did take care to do something like that, which I mean, that's actually really cool. All Either the that. Ran on like a trolley system sort of or, thing. Oh, yeah. Or you're actually adding the numbers to the paint by number that they clearly weren't making. <laughs> well, I don't know. That. 
it i think it's a tough thing to call but i would say that i would argue that it was a very cool detail and like right i didn't notice that at all until you brought it up when we watched um and yeah their their cars their electric cars are an electric trolley system like a bumper uh, car thing where there's like bumper like bumper cars yeah and we get we get what you called the first mario kart (laughs) um chase scene which brought up a very good question when we were watching this is who was the city planner who strung oh. all these wires to allow this car chase to go on? And also, why are the cars still blowing up? <laughs> yes. For being all electric cars, there were so many explosions. So much combustion. <laughs> Rule of cool. Rule of cool. Um, which, oh. part of the rule of cool of these cars is that um, they have exposed electric generators like case in point, there's this reoccurring like taxi cab that had a skeleton hanging from the front of it <laughs> that like never fucking to bother to take off. Um, it's or so... like the fucking cop cars. The the two rear doors are just fucking jail cell bars. <laughs> just fucking... And the front of it is a fucking mini plow. Um, one of my favorite lines that Andrews you said randomly as we're watching us go is like, um. They look like happy cars, and I was very confused by that statement. And you're like, they have faces. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like because these tiny fucking cars have these plows that just say police, and the headlights are weird because I think they have like the spot headlights. And I couldn't not see, I couldn't stop seeing the giant grin of the front of the car after you said that. Um, Again, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like one of those moments where I'm thinking way too much about it, but like. If I were making the Super Mario Brothers movie before production interference, I would almost think that that's supposed to be a bullet bill. But I know the bar is named Bullet Bill. There's a Bullet Bill bar, too, but like. But there's also um, there's also an actual Bullet Bill, which uh, goes to another series of weird tech. Um, and first off, like, they have gun cameras. Yes, I, <laughs> which I like they to have think when... that was just because it's, like, a callback to, like, the old duck hunt sort of, hey, we've got, like, a little gun that you use in your game. But it really well, yeah. speaks to, like, the authoritarian police state they live in. Like, we even control our computers with guns. It's so fantastic. Right, they use light guns as their computer cursors. In fact, when uh, Koopa's fucking um, ordering a pizza, he's using his light gun. (laughs) But the gun cameras is interesting because when Mario and Luigi are arrested and they're thrown in for to get their photo taken, it's set up to seem like it's a firing squad. And it's like, nope, we're just getting the photos taken. And I'm like, okay, okay. But there's three fucking gun cameras. (laughs) Do they, like, just, like... In this fire and only two only two photos were taken from each gun. One gun did Luigi, one gun did Mario. So the third gunner is just there firing <laughs> blanks. Like it's like, is this like a real firing squad where they're like, you we didn't give one ones. of these guys, one of these guys didn't get film because we don't want to like make them feel guilty for doing a mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly um, what it was. 
But I led into this because David brought up, uh, Andrews brought up uh, the bullet bill, which is used as a like a cartridge uh, to load it into the jump boots. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to take the jump boots? Um, I don't have much to say about them. Just that this was the first time I noticed they had a brand on them, like most. A bunch of the things in their world do are all branded, usually Koopa, but this was Thwomp brand. And yeah. you do see Thwomp brand pasted a couple of times throughout the movie in other spots, and I'm like, cool, good to know that Thwomps are where Mario gets his jumping power. That's a fun, fun it is, factoid. It is interesting to actually see Big Birth, because Big Birth is the one who introduces these, these uh, Thwomp boots. Uh, when she jumps away from Mario and the group after first stealing the rock. Um, and the idea that her covered in her spikes, jumping up in the air and then landing down heavily, but not doing a... <laughs> <laughs> um, missed opportunity. Um, but yes. there, there is the biggest tech. Uh, of them all which makes a uh kind of has like a big impact in this movie um which a lot of this movie the big thing about this is is uh the divergent evolution from uh of dinosaur mm. and mm-hmm. and mammals uh which ev- uh, eventually like both become human um but the theme of evolution is very frequent of uh, loose on the term evolution, like Pokemon evolution, Very Nintendo level so. evolution. They have the de-evolution machine, which is how uh, they actually create Goombas in this movie. Who wants to talk about Goombas in this movie? Goombas. Um. <laughs> talk about the Goombas. You go. You, you, you raised your me? hand with your mouth. I did not. Sir, you raised your hand with your mouth. Sir, you did. I saw you over voice. Goombas. Chat. A lecture. So <laughs> Toad's in this movie, right? But nobody actually remembers Toad's in the movie because he's only in right. there for like two minutes um, as, as a revolutionary, as an Occupy Koopa protest as, or... if bob dylan yeah as a bob dylan-esque but, uh protester and the segue is important because he's the first one you see turn into a goomba which is essentially yeah. a small-headed lizard either first form yoshi looking uh for all those who know about the giga leak cretaceous i believe they said it to the cretaceous period oh where was that what it was different periods Mm -hmm. with the different heads yeah yeah because there was jurassic then cretaceous and then the primordial i see okay and uh you know i i feel like it's something i would have hated as a kid Something I would have loathed as a teenager, but now that I'm an adult, I'm like, why aren't these things being sold in stores still? <laughs> I will, I will like, let you know this, that as a kid, this, I adored them. This has but, yes. deep-ass gremlin energy, right? Like, this is instant Very profit much. to the moon. Oh my Cute god. Cute mascot motherfucker. Like, 
There's literally it's an ugly, a, cute mascot. There's yeah. literal scene where Mario and Luigi just make them dance in the elevator, and they're just doing it. They're that, they're kind of like the minions before the minions. That is my other most memorable scene from my childhood. Watching it is the Goombas dancing in the elevator. And what was my comment during the movie? Um, I About wish size. I wish I could be as happy as a Goomba looks. Yeah, I have that written down, actually. Um, and then in the audio, we actually recorded ourselves watching this. You said... I want to be as happy as Goomba looks. <laughs> uh, and I commented with, I wish I was as pretty as a Goomba looks, but I'm getting there. <laughs> um, so that tells you a lot about my self-esteem, apparently. Um, but no, these fuckers are just kind of adorable. Like, when he comes out... He was like, ah, down with Koopa, ah! And they show, like, that weird head warp. And as a kid, it kind of frightened me. <laughs> um, Submission accomplished. As mission accomplished. But they come out with, like, these tiny, and I say tiny fucking heads, like the size of a grapefruit. But on apparently, like, seven-foot-tall fucking Frankensteinian <laughs> bodies, even though they only de-evolved the head. No real explanation uh, how the body got big like that. No, and you pointed out that right away on our on our watch. Um, so credit goes to you, Stafford, <laughs> for that one. But, uh, yeah, so... But he comes out just fucking grinning and smiling. Tooting his little uh, harmonica. Very, very, <laughs> they gave like right away the Goombas you notice are very accepting of one another and like like yeah they welcomed him with the little head harmonica thing and because <laughs> like yeah you like music and which you know played a role later but I mean that oh. also made me notice that there's there's a class system based on your evolutionary ancestry because Koopa mentions that he's a descendant of the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And, like, you see with the Goombas, not all of the Goombas look the same. They actually have, like, slightly different features. Mm -hmm. And you find out that different people uh, come from different lineages. And it's weird because it's like, wow, so you're telling me that eventually everything's just going to become... Human. Like, well, humanoid <laughs> shape, yeah. And it's like, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But, uh, I know, it was it was kind of interesting to see these little fucking guys go. Um, what was that? Th I never pointed this out, but now seems like an appropriate time in the movie. They make the distinction that we are Homo sapiens, and they are Homo reptilis, which, if you know anything about how classifications work, <laughs> you evolved a completely different trajectory from the Tyrannosaurus Rex. You said so yourself. You are not in the classification Homo by any stretch of the imagination like i'm glad that you i brought you brought that up because we actually have a paleontologist on yes the and junkyard I, crew and he is not here to defend <laughs> anything right like in fact I, even andrews i need to know like where does this rank is this the my cousin finney of paleontology movies <laughs> <laughs> we have to ask joe uh, joe please maybe, send maybe your response kind enough in to the comments comment. yes please uh, actually, it would be part of, like, once we launch a Patreon, uh, that would be part of the additional content where you get a weekly email uh, from Joe Peterson himself, Dr. Joe Peterson, uh, to let you know uh, how accurate something <laughs> is in a, in a movie featuring any kind of uh, 
well, dinosaurs or, or so on. Um, and it's probably going to be like the, the fucking same email each time. Uh, it's not. It's, it's just not. Uh, sorry, Joe, that was a terrible impression. We, we find um, out there is no My Cousin Vinny of paleontology movies. <laughs> Only Shrek. Um, or we... Or he will surprise us with one we did not expect. Just the land before um, time. Just <laughs> fuck no. Anyways, yeah. It's, um, uh, so I w- it's actually rain of fire. <laughs> <laughs> the the dragon movie with Batman before he was Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one movie we're like where what where where can we combine Matthew McConaughey with Christian Bale. How would we have it be a movie where dragons take over the earth? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, well... If, Why not? We already did the fucking Bob Hoskins Mario movie. What's the worst that we could do? Well, I feel like the end goal of paleontology is dragons, right? We're just looking for them. Yeah, I'm so I, sorry, Joe. Joe. I, know that's, I know that's a deep reduction of what you actually do when you do some great shit, but... To, to be fair, the whole reason that this current episode is happening is because he's at a dig site for the month. <laughs> it's the only reason he's not around. Looking for um, Koopa fossils. I knew it. He's looking for dragons. He he's looking for the gateway to the... To the mad, okay, the mad, I know uh, his problem. He's not Kingdom. looking in Brooklyn. <laughs> he's not looking in Brooklyn. Dude, Joe, if you just go to Brooklyn, the fossils are just there. They're, They're just sitting in the sewer. You can just grab them. Yeah, they're right at the end of an abandoned but very tiny subway <laughs> uh, tunnel. You're welcome. Um, you also look down welcome. there, you can find all five carts of Exodia. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, um, so special effects in this movie. Uh, how well do you think they aged? I honestly think they aged really well. They fucking weirdly enough did. If anything, it adds kind of to the charm mm-hmm. and weirdness of this movie. Um, but you know what? They don't. They they do some digital special effects a few here and there, as much as '90s did, and some of them are pretty fucking obvious. But there's a lot of fucking fun practical effects in this movie. Yeah, like a lot. Like with the Goombas, for example, the puppet heads and such and so on. Um, or Yoshi was actually kind of cool looking. He was very far from what you expect a Yoshi to be. but Yoshi was actually pretty impressive considering this was 93. 90. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, correct. Well, this came out the same, same year as Jurassic Park, but... This, I was going to say, same year as Jurassic Park. So, yeah. Um, it does not beat Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is no. still going to win. Yeah, but Jurassic but, Park I mean, is phenomenal. Considering, like, it is. But I digress. And I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Jurassic Park had a slightly bigger budget. Maybe. <laughs> and one director. <laughs> but it only had one director. I'm sorry, I have to flip that and make it sound like it's a good thing. <laughs> um, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty fucking fun. Like, uh, like the way they set up the worlds and everything. Like, it's 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 the charm of this movie. Well, like, there I, isn't but there isn't a special effect in the movie that I'm like, okay, that's bad. Yeah, right. It's like, like they, they stayed within what was safe with the technology at the time. Like, let's not push it with the like to the limits of what our computers can do. Let's just do what we've done before we know it's safe like it's better than lawnmower man maybe up there with mortal Kombat. like no man, it's it's it good. is miles better than the mortal Kombat. rewatch mortal Kombat once oh, yeah. 
I'm, I, I should say Mortal Kombat and Annihilation. I was thinking specifically of the animalities. Yeah. Oh my god, so fucking awful. <laughs> um, so I will say that the one a big downside to the special effects, of course, and more so because they were probably restricted on it, is the fact that like so they they President Koopa gets thrown in the Devo machine for a brief second, and throughout the movie he has like these weird face twitches of his reptilian side. Um his that's eyes it. turn reptilian and he, you see like dementia start to kick in which i think is great foreshadowing <clears throat> yeah he, he kind of goes a little bit more loosey-goosey trump c- comparisons but um i think that was like they just show those brief bits and then at the very end they de-evolve him into a t-rex but they have a giant t-rex like head kind of pop out yeah. but that was it and then he gets turned to goop and that was kind of a disappointing thing where like oh that really been that would have been cool to really have him like in his clown car looking mm-hmm. hover thing because they have him in that giant fucking um thing that uh, sort of alluded it was like a hopper but it like alluded to the clown yeah car. It, it's kind of like what st- steel mill sorry it's got it's like what steel mills use to like pour molten iron only it was filled with gravel but it kind of alluded towards like the the floating clown car Mm -hmm. and like to have bowser sorry koopa in it and like briefly be a t-rex for like a split second blink and you miss it um it would have been cool if they had the technology or budget they were way over fucking budget already at this point but Mm -hmm. if this movie had its fucking shit together it would have been cool to actually have like a bowser battle that maybe ended with mario bring in that little like container what if he actually can did something with the conveyor belt that let it go into an actual steel mill and dumping him into lava as the final act oh you know, much really... like when you hit the axe and bowser pulls into the yes yeah. or he uses an axe to cut the chain that makes it fall in yeah like that would have been that would have been a really nice nod no instead we get um he gets turned into, into the goo, goo. and he gets devoted into goo, and if you watch the extra footage, uh, you get it's pizza time. <laughs> well, you know, you have to think though. Terminator Two had a very similar scene already that year. Just two movies with a never, yeah, that would be <laughs> very with goo, uncanny. With a goo man being, yeah. Um. So that so going forward, I think going off of pizza time i do want to say that's a good segue to talk about the main reason we reviewed this special cut is the extra footage uh like we mentioned right away it's very easy to spot (laughs) sometimes it can be a little bit jarring but not not really it's like it it can be but you're already like this movie's weird enough it doesn't really throw me together did a pretty good job it was it was a competent edit yeah yeah there are some scenes that added some cool details like we actually do get to see a scene in the devo chamber after this is after they made the goomba and he's still with the mario brothers and some one of the technicians sneezes and uh president koopa king koopa i was like oh here have a seat he sits him down in the chair locks him up and then they throw him into the machine but then they put it all the way up to primordial which is the first time you actually see that the devo technology can turn somebody into primordial ooze effectively just killing them um and then actually that's how they got king koopa into the chair 
Because in the original cut, you see this pile of goo that he just slips on, and they shove him in the chair and push him mm-hmm. into the machine. But you don't know where the fucking goop came from. This actually explained it. You're just like, and there's oh, a that's couple... just Mushroom Kingdom goop, I guess. Exactly, but it didn't match the rest. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a couple scenes, like with the pizza thing, they finished that. I hate this! But, I mean, for the most part, yeah, given that there was like 20 minutes of footage, I would say 17, 18 minutes of that footage, definitely, you made the right call cutting that. But a certain few key things, mostly with King Koopa, I think still, if, if, if I could go back in time, I'd be like, yo, throw that in there. Because let, let's be real here, most of this cut footage is just like Mario oh. and Luigi walking all the way down the hallway instead of them exiting, <laughs> cutting them walking down the hallway. Here you see them yeah. walking out of the bistro, so you not know how they got on the street. Though one of their edits was the most brilliant, agreed-upon edit of all time. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> yeah. Say, Ryan. Yeah? When you think of Super Mario Bros., what's the first song that comes to your mind regarding the movie? You son of a bitch. <sighs> And this is most for most people on the internet, but one of the greatest songs happens after the Big Bertha dance scene is they play uh, Everyone Do the Dinosaur Dance song. There's, there's, there it is. It's Everyone Do the Dinosaur, and like, it's a great fucking song, and they're, they're doing this dance routine and everything. However... How stop again? You should tell us what happens next. Oh, they, they basically, they, they rap over the entire thing, and it's, it's like if someone gave who's they, they specify. Oh, who was it doing the rap? Was it, was it Spike it was and Eggie? Spike after they got yeah. made intelligent, and it was basically like if you gave someone ten minutes before shooting, and a cocktail napkin, and said rewrite this or write us a rap to the beat of fresh prince of bel-air and (laughs) (laughs) when the timer was up they took what he had and went with it you realize what our society has become you ever get the feeling you're an automatic pilot you're going through the motions like waves in the ocean that life is a series of brainless notions and you want to feel something more than empty emotions when we met two plumbers who had an idea they showed us the light and the new frontier Mario, and luigi they know what's right we gotta take a stand and put up a fight well stop and think, think this through, through it's time to get rid of you, you know, know who? who a radical development is taking place Iggy and spike will, will set, set the, the pace koopa the, the party poopa the poopa It's a crying shame. And, and remind yeah. you, this is one of the the key additions to this cut. Like when when people go out of their way and be like, "Oh, why should I watch this?" The people that made the cut is like, "Well, there's this whole rap sequence that was cut out, and it's it's really bad." Fuck the rap. And the fact is, is like it cuts into. The cool scene in the original cut, which is the everyone do the dinosaur dance, and they actually... So this whole cut, it seems like it's the original movie plus additional scenes. The original cut plus additional scenes. But in order to make the rap work, they actually cut out the... Like, 
the start of everyone do the dinosaur. No, they don't. Dance. They don't. They dub over it, don't they? They're still dancing. Yeah, they, yeah mm-hmm. you're right. They they just they dub over it and they and they show, they show them just doing the rap and then they cut in the weird jarring yeah, I way. I think you hear like back a... to the song and then Mario and Luigi trying to get away during the dance scene, and it's it's it angers me. It was <laughs> bad. Oh, it's so cringy. Bad enough. This weird trend in the eighties and nineties where you had to have white dudes do a weird generic rap because, quote-unquote, that's what the kids like, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you stopped caring about what the kids liked a while ago when you made this fucking movie. Stick to your guns. Stick to your bullet bills. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Angered me. Yeah, no, I can just picture the exec boardroom meeting like, Hey, uh, I just heard about this rap thing yesterday. Have you heard of Marky Marky the Punky Bunch? Exactly. (laughs) Can we get him? (coughs) Fuck it, we don't got the budget. (laughs) Nah, he's on his Um, way to make Transformers in 20 years. Nah, Dirk Diggler, uh, the porn star. Anyways. (laughs) You can watch Mark Wahlberg open the door, get on the floor, and do the diamond. <laughs> I love you. I appreciate the fact that you did that. But we have to move on because we have to fucking get near the end of this, and it's random trivia time. Are you guys ready for random so trivia? So ready. I I okay, can even so start ran- with one. Okay, you start. Alvin with one. Silvestri is the one that did the score for this movie. Uh, he is very famous for doing the Back to the Future trilogy of films. Very memorized. Very very memorable soundtrack. Uh, and some of the Avengers films and Forrest Gump. Not his best work here, though. Oh, the the soundtrack. It's very forgettable. Movie. Uh, besides the yeah. the like one moment where they actually do the proper Super Mario Brothers theme, which I don't actually know if that's in the original cut. Oh, I I think it is. Okay. I I I think it is. I vaguely remember, but yeah, it was kind of. Because I, I, I think the budget only allowed for two themes. The fun, wacky chase theme music. And whatever the other <laughs> one was. Because I, I remember there's a chase scene theme and that's not it. Well, that's all I had to say. It's just a, a very... Okay. It's another one of those coincidences where someone really high profiles worked on this movie. And it just couldn't save it. <laughs> I also have only one trivia bit because okay. IMDB is free and <laughs> the guy who played Toad is named Mojo Nixon and in 1989 he was in a video short titled Mojo Nixon Debbie Gibson is pregnant with my two-headed love child and that is all I know about that courtesy of IMDB um, that's one of my favorite factoids of the movie so. It had nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> just, a, just a guy. Who... Shame on you, okay, Mojo. Let me look. <laughs> okay, I got I got one for you. This one I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, it has something to do with uh, people being cast in, in roles. So originally, uh, the studio really wanted Danny DeVito to play Mario. Understand. Uh, they were his top. That was his top choice. But they passed for Bob Hoskins due to affordability. <laughs> Uh, but Dustin Hoffman really wanted the role of Mario. In fact, 
because his because his kids love the video game so much. And despite his pleas, uh, the, I guess the role went to Tom Hanks under the condition that he would be paid five million to play Mario. Well, it didn't work out. It went to Bob, and Bob just decided to say, "Fuck it, I'll learn how to be a plumber for three weeks." Uh, fuck it, I'm just gonna get drunk. <laughs> Nobody touches my tools. Um, but was it? But an additional fun. Was huh? it really only a three week shooting schedule? Because that that would be disastrous. No, 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 oh. no. It was. It was. I'm saying for three weeks he he was uh he apprenticed as a, a plumber. Oh. To, for the role of Mario, um, which I believe he found to be a waste of his time. <laughs> totally worth uh, it. Now, but he could fix a running to- uh, toilet. But totally this is the one I thought it. was kind of interesting and kind of a missed opportunity. Um, this uh, Steve Buscemi was originally cast as Luigi. Oh, I would watch the shit out of that. Oh my god. I would have killed for Danny and Steve. Dude, Danny DeVito as Mario and Steve Buscemi as Luigi. Beautiful. Do it now. (laughs) They want to do a reboot of this movie. Do it now. Dare I say it. (laughs) This could have been Lebowski before Lebowski. We could have had John Goodman (laughs) playing Mario, Steve Buscemi playing Luigi, and fucking uh, the dude as Bowser. (laughs) <laughs> that would have been chef's like, kiss that's like your opinion man that's just like the perfect movie man that was never made oh my god if they were to cast the sequel if they got Danny DeVito as Mario well, they're and not going to cast Boucher Danny DeVito now no they're going to do it they're <laughs> going to be old it's going to be great it's going to be like Logan <laughs> anyways they should cast Vin Diesel because in our dialogue we did this whole thing where Andrews presented this idea that if we're gonna, if they're gonna cast the sequel, they should just use everybody who was ever cast in any of the Guardian of the Galaxy movies. And the number one thing that we all unanimously agreed on is the fact that Vin Diesel should be should play every Goomba <laughs> in the entire thing because he doesn't even really need the makeup no. or special effects. No, just need his head. Just shrink his head a little bit, a little bit. And because what is it? Goomba means family. <laughs> the most important thing about being a Goomba is family. Here's your harmonica. <laughs> and plus, you can, you can, yeah, you get that very close to a copyright. I am Goomba. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, okay, so okay, let's go. Let's go to the grades. No, and, I have and, a final uh, thought. Feelings. Okay, okay, David. Has, go I ahead. do. I have a final thought. Am uh, it's more of a question to the class. Am I having a Mandela effect moment where the bomb mom had Reebok shoes? I don't recall it did not have, the bomb mom having not have shoes. The shoes. I just recall it but having the... like small flat metal feet. Yeah. Okay. Um... I know that's what I saw in the cut that we just watched, but I swear in the original, the bomb mom was wearing Reeboks, Nikes, something to that effect. Uh. I'm going to look it up. Uh, Andrews, you're right. It actually does say Reebok on the bottom of the foot of the bomb bomb. The bomb bomb. The bottom of the foot says Reebok. I I was looking at the sides, but yeah, it actually says Reebok. On the bottom. Or Reebok. Yeah, Reebok. Okay, so I was misremembering the sneakers, but... Yeah, but they do have the Brandon on the bottom of the foot. So, congratulations. And there's a lot of actual interesting facts uh, about this movie. Like I said, this movie went through fucking production hell. And, like, Dennis Hopper himself 
said like I expected to be filming for five, like be here for like a couple weeks, and they had me here for seventeen. Um, so like he was quite upset. There's a lot to learn about this. We just don't have the time to go through all of them. But with that, um, we should probably go into the next thing. Does anyone have any final thoughts before we enter grades? Hmm. Not everyone. That wants. is a great question, actually. I could. <laughs> no, go ahead, David. Okay, yeah, go ahead, David. Me, David? Nothing? Yes, you, David. Yeah, you, I'm David. the David saying David. <laughs> um, um, well, David, I, I think we've already established you and I come from slightly adjacent universes, Mandela-verses. But... Well, we're the same person, just one... Uh... <laughs> We're, we're variants. You're the same. Da you're variants of the same David. <laughs> I, I just, I find. Here's the thing. I'm not great with names, so my whole goal in life is to have friends with the same name because I can't fuck it up. Mm -hmm. If every friend is David, you never have to worry about getting the name right. Yeah, and it's not hard to find a David apparently. Oh no, no. Um, we we breed like rabbits. Multiply like rabbits. It's my. And choices. your rabbit like breeds. <laughs> um. Okay. We're, we're reaching the final point here. Uh, final grades and thoughts and feelings. And since we let Stafford kind of start earlier, why don't we let you start now? What are your thoughts and feelings on Super Mario Brothers, uh, this fan cut? Or the movie in general? You're talking to David Andrews, right? No, we're talking to you. you. I said oh. stuff again, didn't I? Yeah, the way I understood that was sensitive. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I actually uh, said your last name, and you're like, you were talking to me? <laughs> yeah, I heard it as, like, since David Stoffergan started, we'll have David Andrews finish. Something like that. Uh, okay, yeah, I gotcha. Um, so, final score? Um, I'm going to give the whole movie an overall... Well, you can, you can give your final thoughts and then give it the score. Mm. Have you never listened to our podcast? Yeah. Uh, no, D listening to a podcast is not the same thing as being good at a podcast. Those are two very different things. Something we're very well aware uh, yeah. of. Continue, please. Yeah, for years we've been trying to reach that fucking we're one. We're still hoping. <laughs> Me personally, at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm I, not going to try to break down the movie into a whole bunch of subcategories. I'm just going to say this movie, for me, gets a solid 9 out of 10. It, I know... Bullshit. It, Okay, 8.5. 8.5. And I'm not going <laughs> from there. I know that is This is a weird negotiation <laughs> for your score. <laughs> you can stand your ground. Don't listen to evil. That's a big old mean Andrew. I said 8.5 earlier, and I'm just going back to it. Wrong. It, nine does is wrong. But it's... <laughs> Jesus. I know, I know nostalgia is affecting some of my judgment, and I'm okay with that. Like... I grew up in that perfect window to watch it. It was always a part of me. And even seeing it now and understanding it more than I did before, it doesn't tarnish any of it. It just makes it better. It's like a wine or a cheese that just gets better with age. I, I, as many criticisms as I have, this is one of my favorite movies. And I love it. Well, first of all, we grade by letters around here, Mr. Stafford. So you're whole it's masterpiece is out the window uh well second to that mr andrews you and i in our own thing uh our review points were arbitrary 
<laughs> but this is daddy's podcast, so we got to stick with daddy's rules. Uh, yeah, or two dads. What do you think? All right, so I, you know what? Screw it. We're throwing the rules out the window. We're going to do one to ten. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. I give it five Reeboks out of five. Yes. <laughs> five branding awareness opportunities out of five. Um, like, okay. So this movie, for me overall, it's pretty mixed. Uh, even though it does reach that threshold is so bad it's good a lot of it's also very boring i uh, especially pre-mushroom kingdom there the whole first part of the movie to be honest is extremely dull very poor dialogue etc <laughs> etc et uh but mm. i think there's a lot to be admired in this movie if you can get into those sort of things like the the special effects props costumes and all that there's there's a lot of interesting things to to dwell or if you're into how movies turn into disasters and what the production is behind that story i i guess what i'm trying to say is this movie tells a better story outside of itself than mm -hmm. it does what's on the screen um mm -hmm. But that being said, I still think it's a good time, especially with you're with a bunch of friends. This is not a movie you can sit down and watch alone. You have to have, like, five good friends and a couple beers, and then it's fine. Uh, but to me, it's still just fine. I give it a six or a... I don't know. Cool. But, yeah, well, it's hard to transliterate between a one through ten and a, and a five points. So, like, two and a half stars. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. <laughs> out of... Uh, five. I let's. Five. You know what? This is why the points are arbitrary. <laughs> the points are arbitrary. <laughs> we, I want you to listen to my words. It's fine. It's even fun. Would you recommend this cut? Would you recommend this movie or this? Oh, would cut I recommend this, this? No, not unless you see the original. I I would watch yeah. the original first, and then if you if you like it and you really want to delve into. Like, well, what went wrong? What could have been better? What could have been worse? It's more of a museum piece than it is a, a better functioning film. You're, you're not wrong there. In my opinion. Uh, I would, I would yeah. still watch the theatrical cut if I had to choose between the two. Okay. Yeah, that sounds... Yeah. Um, I want to say that a lot of my review is going to mirror a lot of your guys's, but we've been so disjointed from the very beginning because, um, well, daddies are away. Um, <laughs> that, I wonder if that, like that whole statement in itself, is just unnerving, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> I still adore this movie. I adored it as a kid. I rarely got to see it as much as I wanted to as a kid. Um, it was kind of like a, one of those weird moments as like, as a nineties baby where like, if you had the urge to watch a movie that you didn't own, you can't just go on the Netflix or anything. You had to actually go to the store and hope that it was available or occasionally in the two thousands, hope that you stumbled on it on cable. But this movie is, it's, it's, it's so bad, but it's so fun. Uh, it's so stupid in so many different ways, and I love its stupidity. I love the way that it kind of fucks with everything. Um, 
I thought that like watching this as an adult would be like a little bit harsher because I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, but it actually kind of just, I think brought up like those, those warm feelings. Uh, like it's, it's nice to have that nostalgia, especially because I got to watch it with you guys. Um, which mm-hmm. was, uh, I think additional points, but I definitely recommend this movie towards two people to watch, especially if you're a fan of, of Nintendo properties. Um, and especially like watching the nineties fail to fucking even represent that. Uh, but do I recommend this cut? It's mainly for the, like the hardcore fan. If you just mm-hmm. want like additional stuff, it's not really necessary to watch. Watch the original. Watch the original. It's fine. There's only like one or two scenes, yeah, that are added that actually have any kind of substance. But um, you can actually just watch the deleted scene if you just want to know it. That's exactly what this is. They just took deleted scenes and threw it in here. Um, most of the edits weren't necessary uh, at all, and it was just kind of like odd filler. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I give the original movie. Uh, I honestly, I like it. I'm giving it an A minus. I, I think it's fun. I think it's great. Um, I'm giving the cut, the fan edit cut, more of a kind of a a B, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, if that makes more sense, uh, but but it's not too bad. It's just by by comparison to the original movie, you could still watch this and get the movie. The only downside is you get the dinosaur song cut, and as I've made that fucking clear, uh, Daddy liked that song. <laughs> God. Uh, anyways, let <laughs> me find a moment to fucking find myself because why am I weird? Um. Oh, hi, this is my video. May I interject real quick? No. Okay. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, just for our regular viewers of the Video Junkyard podcast, normally uh, the movies we present can be found on Tubi TV. However, with this being a fan edit, that's not the case. If you are interested in watching this cut, it can be found on the Internet Archive at. On archive.org, I believe. Is that what it is? I think it is. Um, if it's not, the point is, yeah, it is please. still viewable on the internet, just like and downloadable. And downloadable. So uh, the legality, legality pendant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can always uh, That's neither here or there. support the official release as well. However, a bit difficult to find. It's not one of these streaming services. Uh, I don't even know if there's a Blu-ray release. To be honest. I, I, again, I found um, one in, like, a discount pin. <laughs> I've got it on DVD, so just come over to my house. Yeah, just come over to just our place, over baby. to David Sofferkin's house. Yeah, yeah. Tricky. yeah. That was all there. We'll watch it with you. This yeah, is the only will. way you should watch this movie. That is, a, that is a dedicated podcast. We will invite you into our house and watch the movie with you. Yeah. Well, like all good things, this uh, episode has to come to an end. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to... The Video Junkyard podcast review of the Super Mario Brothers movie, Special Fan Cut. Uh, And if you liked what you heard, we have plenty of episodes uh, to listen to and enjoy with your little precious ear holes uh, on... Spotify. SoundCloud? Spotify. Yep, and Spotify now too. 
Uh, and if you ever want to get a hold of us, if you have any comments, criticisms, or even the dreaded witticisms, uh, you can find us on various social media platforms. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. I think we're also on Pinterest for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and screw it. At one point, we're even going to have an OnlyFans. If I've already said in the episode, it means it has to be true. And Scrawled on the inside of bathroom stalls? We're on the inside of bathroom stalls? Oh, fuck, we're even starting to present in the Mushroom Kingdom itself, folks. Like... This is the end. So... Sorry, do it. I'm the veteran here, yeah. fucking newbie. On God behalf of Ryan, hold on. And David. Stop fucking. And David. Stop it. Why do you undermine Thank you me? for watching. I'm Ryan. I'm David Stoffergan. Uh, and I'm David Andrews. Uh, we thank you guys for listening to our ridiculousness, and we hope you have a wonderful night. Good night, all. Night. Well done nailed it well done perfect it was like you guys were actually here inviting me on was your first mistake i invite myself on was my first mistake wait until we have our first david and david podcast that's fucking over oh pray pray for what our society has become monkey you have been listening to the video junkyard podcast i do wish we could chat longer but i'm having an old friend for dinner you just can't let them go go stay on the road We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast all one word want to thank you again for listening and keep digging who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.